Good morning, everyone. Good to be here with all of you today. Today, uh, for my my homily, I want to talk a little bit about the progression of faith in our life, right? So today we have an example of a man named Nicodemus, and he's actually mentioned three times in the Gospel of John, right? And so he's coming to Jesus at night, basically when the Gospel writer says that, it's like there's this cloud over Nicodemus. He's trying to understand the truth, but he still not yet has come to that, love, to that faith in Jesus yet. And so he's one, of the, he's one of the Pharisees that's more upright than the other Pharisees in the Bible. He actually acknowledges Jesus that no one can do these signs unless God is with you. And so he has a more upright heart where he's trying to understand his faith, right? He's not someone who's just closed off to Jesus. He actually wants to know the truth. And so he's going through this conversion with Jesus. And so a lot of us right now in this church, we're at a different place in our faith. We're not all in the same place. Maybe today, for some of you, maybe it's your first day back in church in a long time, many months, many years. Maybe some of you have been going to church For 50 years, right? So we're all in a different place in our life. Like these young kids. You know, I remember when I was a kid, and I would go to church, God spoke sometimes when we're young. God speaks to us with our feelings, with peace, with consolation. He lets us feel the Holy Spirit more intensely when we're young. Especially when we're young, we have a pure heart. I remember one day I was literally walking into the church, and instantly I opened the doors And immediately I felt I was home, like the church was my home, like this is the place that felt more like my home than actually my own house. And so I just have these memories as a child of God loving me in church, giving me peace in church. But then sometimes when we're older and maybe we have more sins in our life, we lose those same feelings of peace that maybe we had when we were a kid. You know, sometimes people ask me, Father, how come church doesn't feel the same? It doesn't feel the same as when I was a little kid running around here just joy-free. And a lot of times that can happen for different reasons, right? So we have to look at those reasons. So sometimes when someone tells me they don't feel God or they don't experience God, because it's not always based on a feeling, obviously, But there's different reasons we have to look at. So first thing, if I feel far from God, what should I do? What what would you do? Just think about that for a second. If you feel far from God in this church, ask yourself something. Am I living in sin? Right? That's the first thing we need to look at. Whenever we feel far away from God, we could say, well, how am I living my life? Right? First thing, because sometimes people like blame the church immediately, like I don't feel good or something. It's like, well, first look inside and say, how am I living my life? Am I living day on day in sin? Okay, then there's, a, then there's something inside that needs to change. Our hearts need to change, right? So first, let's say I started for myself. When I was a teenager, I hadn't gone to church for many years, a few years, except on Christmas and Easter. And finally, I made a decision to come back to Mass on Saturday evening. I was like, I'm going to come back to church. I, I miss church. I miss the way it feels. But then when I went back, I realized something. I I literally felt far away from God. I never felt like that before. 
And I actually felt my, myself, something around me, was pushing me away from where I was, away from God, away from Mass, away from church. And I realized when I reflected at myself, I knew because of my past memories as a kid that I need to change, that there's something in me I have fallen away from God. And I didn't realize how far away I was until that moment when I was in Mass and I said, this is not, this is not right. This is not who I am. I am someone who loves God. I love God. What is going on in my heart? So after that, I made a good confession. You know, sometimes, I don't know why some of you are so scared of confession. I just want to shake some of you in here because you're just like, confession, confession, confession. I don't want to go to, especially you older men. Some of you older men, it's okay. Um, I just ask you to reflect in this church if you have something against confession. You know, sometimes we don't like to confess our sins to another person. That's okay. Sometimes we don't want to do that. But, but it is so powerful and so freeing for your soul, I cannot explain it. Um, so I recommend if you haven't done that in a long time, maybe call me later this week and you can come to my office and you can confess all your sins. But anyways, so, but a good confession frees the soul. Okay, so look at that for a second. Maybe it's not sin when we don't feel God's presence. It's not sin. Sometimes it's not sin. So let's say you feel maybe not, you don't feel Jesus' presence at times. Sometimes it's not sin. Sometimes it's God challenging you and me to go deeper, right? So when God withholds his consolation from us, God says, are you following me more deeper? There was a time in my life I could say that when I started going back to church, my commitment to Jesus was just church. All I'm going to do is I'm just going to go to Saturday or Sunday mass. That's it. That was my commitment. And that's all I did. I didn't go any deeper, right? So some of us, maybe you made a commitment to come here to mass. And that's it. This is your commitment. I've made Sunday mass my commitment. Okay, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's good. You have one step in the right direction, right? But then Jesus said to me, you have to come deeper. I want you to know me. I want you to love me on the daily, in your house, in your home, while you're taking care of all your kids. I know some of you have a lot of kids. Okay, you're busy in your life. I know, I understand that. Every person's different. Thank God, I mean, I, when I was trying to get closer to Jesus, I didn't have five million children jumping up and down. But anyways, but you can still do, you can still bring Jesus into your daily life in a very simple way. If you have more time, the ability, what really changed my life was a few things. First, for me, it was adoration. When I spent more time with Jesus in the Eucharist, and I have other people come and tell me, Father, ever since I started praying in front of the Eucharist, it's brought so much peace into my life, into my family's life. Incredible peace. Because Jesus is always looking for our love. He's not just looking for, okay, I did my obligation. He's looking for my heart on the daily. And so that's going to look different for all of us. So first reflect, do I have sins? If I've gotten rid of serious sin in my life, then reflect. Maybe Jesus is saying deeper. Same thing in your own house. Maybe while you're taking care of the kids or you're doing laundry or you're clean, offer it as a prayer. Invite Jesus into it. Talk to Jesus while you do your daily tasks. While you're putting your child to sleep, say a prayer with your child. 
These are things you can do to bring Jesus back into your daily life. So here, we can see Nicodemus, he's on this progression. So some of us in this church, okay, let's say we're already doing these things, and he's trying to get closer to Jesus. And so once we start getting closer to Jesus, Jesus is going to ask all of us in this church that we start to come to the knowledge of who is Jesus and what does he want. So Nicodemus, he's a teacher, it says, a great teacher in Israel. But Jesus still said to him, I have a lot to teach you. Just because I'm a priest in this church, Jesus says all the time to me, I have a lot to teach you, Father Kevin. I have a lot more to share with you. Because we cannot assume if we've been coming to church for a long time that we know everything, because we don't. And so Jesus is walking with Nicodemus. He comes at night, and then what happens? Later on, Nicodemus comes to more faith, and he starts defending Jesus. At first, he's afraid of the other Pharisees. He doesn't want anybody to know that he's seeking Jesus. And then after that, he defends Jesus to the other Pharisees. And then at the end of the gospel... What does he do? He brings the burial spices to Jesus' burial, publicly showing, I believe in this Jesus, and, I am, and I'm giving him everything now. And so Nicodemus is on this progression, and it's the same thing for all of us. And so let's reflect at this church, I mean, at this Mass, that what is in your own life, where are you right now? right? Reflect on your journey. What's missing? Is it that I'm not studying the faith? I'm not studying the catechism? I don't know what we believe as Catholics. Maybe Jesus is saying, okay, now it's time to work on your intellect. Maybe some of you, simply God just wants you to come to adoration more, right? What is, or maybe some of us in this church have such deep sins that we are not even yet ready to even learn more about Jesus because we're just blocking ourselves in sin. So let's pray at this Mass that whatever place we are in our spiritual life, that Jesus lead us to the truth of himself. Amen.